Blog Talk Radio. Services and the men and women on the front line of 
COVID-19, the doctors, the nurses, the CNAs, the, uh, help, <clears throat> the assorted staff that uh, keep everybody healthy. So we dedicate this program to them each and every night of the week. Um, we have a um, we have a traveler today, and uh, uh, our traveler has uh, had uh, some very good times. Uh, and I thought maybe he'd like to relate some of his uh, more memorable stories. Uh, Bob, would you would you uh, care to uh, uh, make uh, everyone known about the lovely stories that you have? Sure. Uh, so, as you guys know, sorry I missed a couple weeks there, a um, couple legs of the trip. First leg didn't turn out too well. I had uh, me and the wife were moving from coast to coast. Uh, so, my leg with the truck broke down in uh, West Virginia. Truck's still there. Had to leave it behind. Uh, days running out. It couldn't quite fit. So, uh, had to fly back with the wife. But after that, leg two turned out real good. We, uh, we, uh, Left uh, Maryland, um, pulled an eight-hour day, got down to Tennessee. If no one had ever been out to Sweetwater, there's the second largest underground lake in the world in Sweetwater, Tennessee. Uh, so we got to see that. I only find, like, the silliest things to do on the road. Um, so uh, we stopped there for a night. Then we took off there, went to, just because it was on the route. I'd never seen New Orleans. So we hit Birmingham. Uh, checked out some things there and then down into New Orleans and had a really great, fantastic time in New Orleans. I'd never been there. Uh, COVID's really done its due process on New Orleans. Not a lot of stuff's open yet, um, but there's some staple places that are still open. Uh, but got a chance to, uh, you know, have the, the beignets, you know, at uh, Cafe du Monde um, and uh, the famous beignets in the French Quarter. Uh, got to go on a fan boat. Uh, me and the wife out into the uh, bayou there and, and see our little captain guy, I guess that's what you call him, uh, throw hot dogs to the to the alligators that would jump up on the fan boat. It was it was amazing. It was it was crazy. I was feeling like Steve Irwin there for a minute. Uh but uh yeah, so it's been a good trip and uh and we just pulled into Houston, still heading uh heading west, uh found a local B dub so we could watch the UFC tonight and uh okay. That's that's about it. Catches us right up. Hey, you know, but that I'm I'm glad that uh, things are working better on this this leg of the trip, and I certainly hope that uh, your uh, truck uh, gets repaired. And then you know, you're going to have to fly back to get it, huh? Oh yeah, and that's that's a choice little trip because I got to fly. <clears throat> I'll have to fly uh, all the way into Baltimore, and then there's like a little uh, my first time on ever on a single propeller uh, plane that sits seats <laughs> like six people. Uh, it was, no one had to fight over a window seat. I could see out the front and everything, you know, <laughs> so, uh, it, it, it was a crack up, but yeah, so I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to put all that stuff together. Once, uh, once, uh, that gets fixed, once I get the wife out to the uh, West coast and get her settled and, sure. and, uh, we get a house and whatnot, then I'll go back and, and pick up where I left off with the truck. Sure. I don't blame you. You know, tonight is one of the one of the big fights um, of um, the year. With as far as now, here's here's two questions. One, I'm understanding that the line this uh, tonight is going against uh, Cormier, uh, almost four to one at this point in time. And the second question I have for you is, um, Dana White doesn't believe that Cormier is going to retire after this one. So. 
Let's go with uh, both questions. Tell us, tell us what your thoughts are on the fight first, and then we'll ask about the other. Okay, so Cormier is, you know, people that follow, he's not my favorite guy, but I can't, I, I got to give him, due, you know, this credit where credit is due. The guy is a phenomenal champion. Um, he, you know, he's done it on several different weight classes. Uh, you know, and it's just, he's always kind of being that, you know, fantastic, boring wrestler doughboy. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I'm a doughboy too. So, so I, you know, I give it up to the doughboy, but, but at the same time, you know, he had phenomenal wrestling skills, but he's not very exciting to watch. Um, he's been world mm-hmm. champion. He's retired already, um, come out of retirement. Um, so, so as far as I, you know, and then uh, they've met twice. Cormier beat him, and then and then Miocic knocked him out. So, uh, it, the third and final. Um, as far as Cormier going up to Miocic, I think Miocic's more hungry. That's where the odds might come in. Uh, you know, he, he's a specimen. He, you know, again, once you fight someone, you kind of learn their style. And a lot of people at that level have, have kind of peaked. They're not really going to change it up a whole lot. You know, they stick with mm-hmm. what they're good at. Um, so, and I think Miocic is, is really trying to change things up and get better to, to, to help defend uh, Cormier's takedowns and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, Cormier's got a chin, though. I'm not going to take anything from him that. I mean, it could go either way. He's got a heavy a heavy punch, too. Um, but I think mm-hmm. just Miocic's coming in hungrier in better shape and, and, and changed his game up enough to, to hopefully – because, you, you, you know, they've got a feel for each other. They know what each other's going to kind of bring to the table. So it's going to kind of come mm-hmm. down to conditioning. And, and uh, you know, Cormier's always been able to, to go the distance, uh, but – I really think that's where they're giving uh, Steepy the, uh, uh, the the upper hand with that is is hopefully he can put the pressure on and, and keep it on uh, the whole fight. But uh, as far as him not retiring again, um, as far as Dana White thinks, um, I, I saw an article with, with uh, DC, and he said, oh, yeah, I just want to get this one out of the way, and then I'll retire. And then, you know, Dana White comes and says, you know, oh, I don't think he's going to retire. Bottom line, it's, it's, it's money. If the guy didn't invest well and, and didn't do, uh, uh, you know, that good with the money, he'll come out of retirement. He'll fight a couple more because he's got the name. He, he can ride his own cape in there. Um, you know, he'll get a couple of good, you know, money purses. Like, and, you know, say he wins tonight. If he, if he wins tonight, maybe he retires. If he doesn't win tonight, eh, maybe he'll, you know, he'll get hungry and he'll get back into training real hard. So, but, again, I can't, I can't tell you what he's thinking altogether. Um, but I can tell you, you know, all of us, you know, we look for that retirement bundle. And uh, if he's getting paid pretty well, you know, I was looking that stuff up earlier today on, you know, what they think they're going to get paid, each fighter and stuff like that. And hopefully they just DC's never brought in that high dollar, that, that Conor McGregor, that, that, that John Jones kind of money, um, even though right. he was champion. Um, I, 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 I experienced the same thing in my early career. Cause I never had the six pack abs. You know what I mean? I was in shape. You know, I thought I was fat back then. I looked at those pictures. I would love to have that body again, you know, but uh, I just always had a little bit extra weight on me. And when the, when the, when the guy from out of state or out of country or that, that not so favorite comes and wins and he's got some extra weight on him, no one really wants to go right. watch you. Like I would not get invited back to defend my title. Because no one cares. Right. Like if I went to Hawaii when I won the Hawaiian International Super Bowl um, heavyweight division, like I didn't get invited back to defend that because no one, no one in Hawaii gave, gave a crap. You know what I mean? They right. didn't give a shit some Islander or some mainlander doughboy beat everybody mm-hmm. up. You know they just they right. just wanted their they they want the and we all kind of want to see that we want to see that Greek god 
that, you know, that, that mm-hmm. six pack to abs or, you know, that, that, you know, looking like they train their butt off. But again, it comes down to, mm-hmm. uh, comes down to genetics. You know, it doesn't matter how hard you train. If you just don't got that type of body style, you just mm-hmm. don't got that type of body style. Right. Right. See, what do you think? We're talking about the Cormier fight tonight. Oh, uh, I absolutely think it's a wonderful fight. Uh, Cormier beat him, as, as was alluded to, Cormier beat him the first time uh, by knockout. Mm-hmm. And and it was a pretty slick knockout <laughs> the way he got it. Um, they were in the clinch, and it's what I like to call exit fighting. You, like, fighters are, are, are generally aware when they're going in to strike or they're going to grab, whatever. But when you leave a clinch or a close situation, you have to guard yourself. And many fighters don't do that. It's, it seems to be sometimes mutual that they'll push each other away to get their space. Um, a good boxer who, who, who's very good at exit fighting was Floyd Mayweather Jr. You, like, mm-hmm. you get close to him. when you couldn't, Every opportunity, as far as that goes, when you're close to hit a person, you should. And that's how mm-hmm. DC caught uh, Stipe the, the first time. The second time, mm-hmm. Stipe earned the victory. He fought a little more cautiously. But it, it mm-hmm. benefited him. And eventually, mm-hmm. he, he just kept touching, touching, touching. And then, just later on, he just the onslaught, put the onslaught on DC to uh, finish him. That leads me to believe that Stipe has the edge. If for, mm-hmm. DC, for DC, it seems to me for DC to win, he's going to have to be slick and, and catch Stipe. Essentially, a puncher's change. So where mm-hmm. Stipe... We already seen that his body of work can defeat Cormier. It's a, and, not, and not to say Cormier didn't earn the victory, the first the first win, but I mean he 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 caught him with a good punch. Those aren't really easy to come by, especially once you get to these upper levels. Not easy to land on a guy without putting yourself in danger. Period. And DC is going to have to close distance on Stipe. Stipe is not a guy that he's just going to grab and manhandle. Stipe is a, a world-class wrestler. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to be like DC, the brunt of the work is going to be on DC to get where he needs to get to, to be effective. Um, and I, I think just the second <laughs> fight told me a little, uh, uh, the kind of what I need to know, and essentially. DC's mm-hmm. getting, they're both kind of, they're both not young men now. But DC is, I'm looking at him as he's peaked by now. And Stipe he still seems to have a little more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, also on the, uh, this uh, undercard, uh, you got Sean O'Malley versus uh, uh, Marlon. Uh, 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 I can't think of his last name. Vela. Uh, Vela. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, that one, uh, Bob. Well, I like O'Malley. O'Malley's explosive. He's a good fighter. I don't know too much about the other fellow, so I'm always excited to watch a Sean O'Malley fight. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I can't really, I, I can't really say much more than that because, again, I don't know much about his guy that's going. He's going up against. I'm, I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. I can't really look that stuff up. I apologize. Right. Sorry. Well, Z, do you know anything? Uh, I'm seeing Sean O'Malley fight, but I haven't seen. I'm not familiar with the other guy either. Yeah. All right. Well, then, well, they also have. Uh, then we got uh, uh, Michael Chandler and uh, Justin uh, Cagey. Uh, that's coming up uh, next weekend. Um, I know we've talked about Cagey before uh, on if an item, 
what's your thoughts on that fight, Bob? Uh, Gagey again. Um, you know, I, I like Justin Gagey. He, he's slick. He's a good fighter. Um, you know, I'll go for him. But again, on on the other side, you know, I'm not too familiar. You got guys popping up all the time, and I'm not. Uh, last couple of weeks, we've been with the move and stuff. It's been hard to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Zeke? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm not uh, familiar with the other guy, but I like Justin Gaethje. Um mm-hmm. Gaethje, he, he he showed me different wrinkles <laughs> in his fight against um, uh, Al Kukui. Oh, man. Ferguson. In his fight against Ferguson. Mm-hmm. He showed me different wrinkles. Um, Gaethje was a guy that would come stalk you and leg kick you to death. As <laughs> simple as that. Mm-hmm. He'll leg kick you to death until he gets to lay his heavy hands on you. And mm-hmm. he showed game against Ferguson. He showed all around calmness and poise I didn't think that he had that I never saw him fight with you know control mm-hmm. and discipline and you know to, to see that I mean that you kind of you know kind of got to like when a guy can can enhance his game from you know to enhance his game to the better so I, I kind of you know to, to have a little you know soft spot for Gates after that mm-hmm. okay um I guess the another one we had was uh, Vincente uh, Lagu and um, Nate Diaz. Now Vincente is running his mouth all week long, saying that there, there's no way that Nate's going to come out without uh, being knocked out in the second round. Um, I, I I thought that up. Let's start with you, Z. What do you think? Uh, I haven't seen uh, Vincente. Uh, but but Diaz, I mean, he he's he's good with being knocked out in the second round. I mean, he's a guy. Yeah. Who, first first of all, I mean, when you when you are, are even fighting him, you, it's a must that you're going to talk trash to him because the guy is going to talk. I mean, he's, he's, his mouth is so entertaining. So I mean, that's that's the the pre fights in, in the conferences. That's that in itself is entertainment when you're dealing with the Diaz. Um, but here's the thing: the guy back to talk up. I mean, he's going to talk mm-hmm. it, and he's going to go out there. He's going to put himself out there on the line. He's going to. I mean, he's a smart fighter, but he's also a guy who, who's. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there's fighters who are careful and measured, calculated. There are fighters who go out there and they they'll take two or three shots mm-hmm. to get their one off. And Diaz is a guy who doesn't mind getting hit. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. to a detriment, but. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, he's a guy. It works. I mean, he's a crafty fighter who can take, uh, who can take the best of shots for the most part. I mean, he, uh, who I forget who he fought, um, but he, he uh, head kick. The guy head kicked him with three knockout head kicks before even kind of, you know, <laughs> making his legs do things. So I right. mean, you're gonna have to, you're going to have to fight Diaz. You're going to have to fight him. I mean, now there are ways of beating him. <laughs> I mean, I remember um, was it Benson Henderson was punching him in the thigh all night long. It was killing his plant foot. Um, so, uh, raise, but you're going to have to go through things. So I don't imagine. I mean, yeah, I mean, if they can knock, could knock him out in the second round, not going to be the easiest thing to do, but it can happen. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, um, Bob. You got anything on that? Uh, 100% agree. I mean, the uh, the, the thing is, if you're going to call Diaz out in 
we, we, you know, it won't be a title fight. So it'll probably. Hey, by the way, if anybody's watching uh, the prelims right now, there's a good heavyweight fight. These two heavyweights just beat the crap out of each other. I love those. Somebody always goes down. But anyway, <laughs> I, I love seeing the, the one guy was like Parker Porter. He went down to some guy was like 10 pounds, you know, 264 to like 246. But anyway, um, <laughs> we're talking some big boys. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Nate Diaz, if you're going to call him out in the uh, second round, so a uh, 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 pro fight or a uh, title fight is going to be five fives. So these guys will probably get their three fives. Now, if you're going to call it in the second, it's kind of cocky because the longer Diaz goes, the better his chances are. You know, when you're oh, yeah. in the beginning, you're, you're dry. And so you got real and, – and everyone forgets, you know, because both Diaz brothers are, are smack-talking scrappers. I mean, bad boys. You know what I mean? And, you know, going up against uh, – you know, so many you know, class acts throughout the years. And, and I kind of lost respect for the Diaz brothers for a while back um, because they were, they were talking so much trash. They were, they were kind of the first ones on the scene that were like the original bad boys, you know, after like the, you know, uh, you know, the original, you know, crew, but anyway. Um, so, but when they said it was, you know, it's, Hey, look, it's all part of our, 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 our bit, you know what I mean? And they kind of sell it. Like I hear those guys, you know, down in California, like they're the best dudes, you know, to be around. They take care of all the people in the gym. They're really humble and, you know, this and that, but you put them on stage, they're acting it up. Now, when he said it was part of a show, I was like, wow, I really, I, that really sold me. I was like, okay, this dude, like he's, he's selling his tickets. He's doing his thing. And, uh, you know, bad boy and Compton, I get it, you know, awesome. So, but the longer the Diaz go in there, so if there's two things that worry about Diaz, are both of them, um, the scar tissue in their face, okay, mm-hmm. uh, just like Forrest Griffin, you know, Forrest Griffin in early retirement, because yeah. the guy couldn't stop bleeding, you know, one of the, one of the best fighters, I would, I would have loved to see him continue, but once you get cut open so many times, you know, you build up the scar tissue around your eyes, your, your cheeks, your nose, and this and that, and then, you, and then you can open these guys up real easy because the scar tissue just it, – it's not as elastic as, as, as regular skin. So, so if mm-hmm. you can get those to stop on a cut, that's what these guys hope to do with these, these guys that have been around for a long time. Now, mm-hmm. so if he can get it stopped on a cut, I don't think he's knocking Diaz out. I mean, that's just smack talking. He's trash talking. He's right. going, you know, Diaz just got, you know, recently competed for the BMF against Jorge Maxwell. Mm-hmm. I mean, Diaz is one of the all-time, you know, going down in the books, you know, uh, fighter guys. Um, if he right. hasn't been inducted to the Hall of Fame yet, he will be at some point, and he'll go up there mm-hmm. and smack talk, you know, and then that's just his style. <laughs> um, so, right. you know, and, and power to him now that we know it's part of his game, he's not being serious about it. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I love the Diaz's anymore and, 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 and Nate has proved himself time and time again, that he's there to stay. He's there. He, he mm-hmm. he's a warrior, man. He will go through any kind of punishment to come yeah. out with something at the end. So in the beginning, you're dry, you've got the, you know, they forget because they're such good scrappers. They forget these guys are black belts in jujitsu. Okay. So Absolutely. he can catch you when he's dry. He'll submit you real quick. You know, the guy's filthy on the ground, but they just both prefer to stand up and brawl. You know what I mean? Um, they've got that real weird, unorthodox, you know, fight style kind of, you know, it's their own style, not quite Anderson Silva, you know, hands down, the mocking, the this and that. Um, so it's, it's, it's fantastic to watch, man. It pulls a crowd anytime. Um, so, you know, of course I'm going to go for Diaz on that one, but if you're going to call, mm-hmm. you know, the oh, I'm going to knock you out in the second round, why not the first? I mean, what are you waiting for? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> If, if you're going to call out and be a bad boy, you might as well call it out 30 seconds in the first, you know what I mean? You know, versus, sure. you know, I'm going to wait till what, you know, 3.55 in a second. You know, what, what are you doing? Right. 
you know, because right. the longer he goes, the more chance he's got against you. Right. Diaz don't quit, man. So, so be careful what you, you know, where you're poking up. I mean, there's, there's too many, there's too many uh, uh, sleeping bears out there that people don't understand. The internet allows too many people to poke, you know, poke fun at people that uh, mm-hmm. from a distance, you know. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. You're dealing with Nate Diaz. You're dealing with a guy who, in the middle of getting grounded and pounded, he's smacking the guy. He's literally yeah. backhand talking trash to the guy as he's getting grounded and pounded. So right, I mean, right. it's a, I mean, you have fighters mentality, and then you have that mentality. <laughs> it's like that. Do you know karate? No, but I know crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Zeke, um, David Benavenides uh, lost his uh, WBC uh, heavyweight belt, uh, or super heavyweight belt uh, today, uh, weighing in uh, 2.5 pounds over uh, his weight for his fight tonight. Uh, What do you think on that one? Well, that's that's not a good look because you're coming back. When you're coming back, Mm -hmm. it, it, it hurts boxing. Because you have a guy who's coming back, and boxing hasn't really been seen as far as, you know, big time. So now, mm-hmm. and then you're competing against UFC. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, that that's, you, you, boxing really needed this. And Benavidez, he, I, I'm, I'm not in his camp. I'm not in his head. So, I'm, you know, I can't judge right. him on his weight. But, but, I mean, you sign a contract for the weight, and that's what it's supposed to be on the night. He really uh, so I mean he he should have lost his belt. Yeah, I mean he should have sure. lost his belt. But I'm looking at the bigger picture. Just you want to see your big guys in boxing get to going, man. You want to get you know start right. generating you know the interest back in, and this mm-hmm. just it kicks boxing right right in the squares. Mhm. Well, who do you think would be uh, be up now for that belt? Oh man. Um, See, Benavidez is super middleweight, if I'm correct. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you may be looking, Caleb Plant may be looking to try to unify it. Um, mm-hmm. Who else do you have up there? Um, you still, I mean, you still have Muscata Gay up there. Um, oh, my goodness. Canelo. <laughs> I mean, looking at, mm-hmm. definitely looking at Canelo. So I mean, you have mm-hmm. guys. You have a few guys up there. Um, maybe even a, a, a Eubank Jr. <laughs> I mean, he's just, just throwing, just having those names in there. So uh, mm-hmm. Liam, I mean, it was it Liam Smith or Callum Smith? I forget which one is the uh, mm-hmm. super middleweight. But you have guys there who who can yeah who can absolutely you know they're going to go ahead and look to get that. But mm-hmm. I don't see better like if. If Benavidez gets back, you know, if if he, you know, this is just a slip up, which I don't think so. I think this is like his mm-hmm. third time. This is way. Yeah. So yeah, if he if he discontinues this trend, then mm-hmm. I, I see him up there. I mean, he's he's because I mean he's he, he's a guy who's looking that he's proving himself. But like mm-hmm. all of these guys, still, you know, they're they're you know, I, I anticipate that they're going to face each other anyway. You know, sure along the lines. So. Sure. You know, um, just before uh, uh, the uh, pre- prelim battles for uh, uh, UFC 252 came on, they had uh, they had the prelims for the uh, Frampton uh, and um, uh, 
Tryon fight uh, tonight. And, uh, of course, they they went to pay-per-view on that and switched yeah. over to the UFC. But uh, I guess they'll do the same thing when it comes up to uh, um, the Cormier fight tonight that they'll switch back to something else. But uh, um, it, with uh, Carl with Frampton coming in, uh, again, like I was saying to, to uh, Bob earlier, the, the money was against uh, the, the against Cormier in that fight. The money on on the uh, far uh, the Frampton fight seems to be going the other way. Also, you know anything about this trainer, T R A Y N O R trainer, Darren Trainer? I'm not I'm not familiar with him, but uh, as Frampton, he's 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 a seasoned fighter. He's he's been around for a bit, and he's you know he's a guy who's who's He's, he's slick at times, but he's he's a fighter. To where he'll get in and mix it up. Uh, but Frampton's been through a lot. I mean, Frampton has, has he's fought high caliber people, but he he's been he's been around a while. He's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. don't. I, I mean, as far as him on his upside, I don't see that anymore. So I'm thinking more or less if, if the money's trending away from him, more just mm-hmm. be, more or less because of, the, of that. More or less just because. Mm-hmm. You know, people may be thinking Trainer is he's maybe not the heir apparent, but at this moment he's better than Frampton. But I mm-hmm. like Frampton. Frampton is a good fighter. Yeah, yeah. Um, you think? Do you have anything on that, uh, Bob? No, I didn't. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, we got. Uh, we also have uh, Earl Spence and uh, Danny Garcia have finally. Uh, Inked that thing for pay-per-view on uh, November 21st. See what's your thoughts? Well, that fight was a. It it was really kind of. They were, I think, finalizing the negotiations when Earl Spence got in a car accident. Mm -hmm. And and then the the COVID, the COVID has held it all. Sure. But they they've been kind of you know scheduled to slide it to fight. Um, I think Mm -hmm. it's a good fight. I'm, I was, I'm glad Errol Spence is taking this fight. Um, Danny mm-hmm. Garcia is right now. He's one. He's one of the top welterweights. Right now, I'm, he's, uh, no, his only losses are to Sean Porter and to Keith Thurman, and both of them were close fights. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. he made he made good accounts of himself. Um, Style wise, it's, it's dangerous for Spence. I think mm-hmm. this is probably probably a, the most dangerous guy. He's, fight, he's fighting so far. Sean Porter, I thought he's the best guy he fought so far. Mm-hmm. But Danny Garcia is the most dangerous guy. And here's why. Danny is a smart – Danny and Errol Spence, their feet move kind of at the same clip. Errol Spence is not a fight-foot guy. He's going to – he's more or less a come-forward guy. And that's what Danny Garcia likes. That's what Danny Garcia likes. Danny Garcia likes when the guy comes forward. Likes when the guy lets his hands go, because that gives Danny all the openings he wants. That's what mm-hmm. Errol, Errol, and and deceptively, Danny has a very good jab. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he proved it against Lucas Matisse. Uh, but Danny, I mean, he's he's a guy who who can, you know, he can box. He can box you from any range. Mm-hmm. But he's like the Lovekin to us certain extent to where he likes you right in that middle range. The right. difference is Danny likes you busy. Danny doesn't right. mind you you tossing at him. Because as I said, he's right. he, because he's looking, you know, to really counter. 
at times to its detriment. Danny could be outworked. I can see, you know, I can see Earl Spence just simply outworking Danny. Danny just waiting too many times for the right perfect moment to to, to try to place punches. Mm-hmm. But Earl Spence doesn't. He, he wants to be careful when he's letting go against Danny. Earl Spence has a good jab, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't know. I don't think that jab is going to be as effective, you know, against Danny as it is against most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Danny. Danny's is is a good stop. Danny's a big welterweight too. They, I mean, they're both mm-hmm. big, but Errol's a little bigger. But Danny's not a small welterweight. Danny uh-huh. hits pretty hard. He yeah. hits pretty hard. So he's, he's like Errol Spence is really going to have to be careful. But if I would have to pick early, I could see Errol Spence, you know, maybe surviving, even getting rocked. But I see him just outworking Danny. I see Danny just mm-hmm. waiting a little too long. Mm-hmm. Bob, you got anything? No, I, I that'll be an exciting fight. I, just like uh, uh, Z said, I mean, I, fighting from the uh, uh, the inside and the outside, he's got better range than than um, uh, than. Sp- or, I mean, yeah. So he can, he he can, he can uh, he's not so much a counter puncher. He can just lead for it. So it's, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we got uh, news came out again, and this goes back to something you were talking about earlier, Bob. Uh, that uh, Vladimir um, Klitschko is thinking seriously of coming out of retirement in, two, in 2020 and fighting. Um, uh-huh. Let's start. Bob, what do you think? Uh, think that'll happen? It, again, you know, I came out of retirement. I mean, everyone kind of, you retire when you're, you know, on that top or, or you're kind of at a different point in your life. And, and a lot of things as a fighter kind of change. And, and one thing I can, I can say from experience is, you know, when you're getting flown around the, you know, the world and, and you're getting paid good money and people are showing up and, and then all of a sudden you kind of disappear from that limelight, you kind of get, you kind of get used to that kind of living too. And, uh, so, I mean, once a fighter, always a fighter, you know, I, I, you know, I've got metal knees, metal neck, you know, I, I still go in and, you know, uh, train guys and, you know, and, 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 and do some like barn and work with people. I'll just, I'll just always I'll just always do it to the to the day I can't physically move anymore. So age sure. does play a factor, and then and then money. So depending on at what age you retire, and then when you come back, um, really kind of sets the difference, right? When I did my comeback, you know, it's 39, 40, 41. I didn't win one of the fights. I mean, it was a younger guy's sport. So I'm like, dang, I I, right. I should definitely retire again. You know, like uh, a bad mistake. But I was drawn mm-hmm. by the money, the crowd, that excitement. You know, and I mean, you kind of miss that stuff. Especially because you're, you know, you're in the gym every day anyway. You know, you're training with all these guys. You're teaching these guys. Um, you're doing fairly good against your own students. It kind of blows your head up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, he's doing his thing with his, you know, people. And um, you, you don't just, I mean, because as a fighter, you, you either have to walk away completely, like not even watching on television anymore, not even, you know, not even talk to anybody, not even go to a gym, or you're mm-hmm. still, kind of, still kind of involved. And, and mm-hmm. when you're doing pretty good, kind of like the Tyson thing, you know, like Tyson, you know, he's probably going to some gyms and holding his own against some younger guys. And that kind of builds mm-hmm. your head up a little bit, you know, but it's different mm-hmm. when you go in there and you start competing because then you're at that level when no one's going to be nice anymore. They're not pulling mm-hmm. punches. You know, they're really mm-hmm. going for that blood and that knockout. So, right. um, cause there's a certain thing, you know, like I've been around the sport a long time, you know, I'm a big guy. No one's going to hit me hard on purpose. 
you know, because they're, they're, they're afraid of the retribution, you know what I mean? So, because I, I, I don't hit hard because I, I, I don't have to, you know what I mean? I can control myself. I've been doing it a long time. But, uh, you know, it doesn't mean I can't, you, you know. So when these younger kids, they get a little too carried away and they come hard, uh-huh. I, I do the same thing my coach did, like, you know, Maurice Smith used to do to me. He'd be like, that's one. And you're like, huh? Then you do it, that's two. And you do it a third time, and he just smiles, and you can't run out of that ring fast enough before he's going to bring a hard thunder kick or a fucking body punch that's just going to drop you. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm going to give you a couple of goes, you know, and let you know I'm going to shock that updated experience that you're not, you're getting a little excited. You, you know what I mean? So, but anyway, you know, when, and, and if you've made bad decisions financially as a fighter, because you get used to that kind of spending that money and living the limelight. And sure. if you don't invest or, or do the right thing, then, yeah, you're kind of broke. And you're like, you don't really have, like, a, a retirement. You know, it's not like football anymore. Oh, we got a football uh-huh. union. We need a retirement and medical. Well, you kind of chose this for a reason. You, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but anyway, so so it's not like you got a union or anything. So that money is <laughs> constantly calling to you. Maybe the wife's putting on pressure that he needs a pool or a or new car. You know what I mean? So maybe uh-huh. maybe he needs <laughs> So maybe he needs he needs to jump back in there just for financial reasons. But again, if you jump in for the wrong reasons, you're not going to do all that well. You got to do it for you. You got to do it to be the best. You got to do it for the competition. You got to do it for the love and the fashion. Mm-hmm. Okay, Z. I absolutely agree with Bob. Um, Vladimir Klitschko, he's been known for years. He's the longest reigning heavyweight champion. Huh? So I mean, he he broke Joe Lewis's record. So, I mean, he's, he's, for a long time in his life, he's used to being the best. Not only is he competitive, he's been on top for a long time. People could say his competition, this and that, the heavyweight division was weak. The man beat everybody in front of him for to break the record, to break the heavyweight, you know, the longest reigning heavyweight champion record. So that that's saying something. That's, that's saying something. So, uh, so you, I mean, him especially, you would think that, you know, that that's that was part of his life, being the best. And he and just as Bob said, getting in gyms and he's working out and say, you know what, I still seem to have it. Maybe, you know, I could use some you know, some of my guiles my old guile to, you know, get get over, get you know, that that get me through these fights. You know, I can right. still have something left and, you know, can make money off of this. But when you're when you're when you're at an elite level I mean, in, in just talking to the, the guys, when you're at an elite level, it's tough. It's tough to not be elite anymore. It's tough mm-hmm. to not have that because to, to get there, you have to have something inside of you. To stay there, you have to really have that dog in you. And you just don't snatch that dog out of people's chest. If you have it, that that's who you are. People can say Vladimir Klitschko, you fight cautious, he holds a lot, he doesn't like getting hit. That's cool. But all of that, Kept, you know, it made him, uh, you know, theoretically the best heavyweight ever. So right. I mean, and so that yeah, it's hard to take that away from God. Sure. Okay. Then, I mean, uh, they say, they, okay. They say the, the the biggest killer of men over forty is their ego. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm I'm 46 years old. We stopped in Birmingham, Alabama the other night, and I saw a slow moving train. I figured I had to jump on it. I good thing I didn't end up dead. The wife's like, get down. 
you know, I just I just wanted to jump a train for once in my life, you know. <laughs> See how the hobos did it. Yeah, but but at 46, it didn't work out all that well. I got to skin that knee, put that stuff on Facebook. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the wife don't even care. Like I told you, you know what I mean? Like you did it to yourself. Sure. Hey, what do you think, uh, Z? What do you think about uh, Devin Haney and uh, Adrian Broner? Uh, they finally uh, got a contract going. Uh, well, it's, it's good that you know Devin Haney is getting a, a big fight. A big fight. Adrian Broner, I mean, he's he to me he's he's like a B level fighter that can right. get A level fighter money. <laughs> I mean, right. he he's a guy that his mouth, I mean, is I guess what they'll say his swag gets him, you know, gets it generates interest in him. But the guy's tough. The guy's mm-hmm. tough. Broner is tough. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if Haney's ready for this, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know Broner's tough. Styles beat mm-hmm. Broner. Certain mm-hmm. styles could beat Broner, and, and not right. saying that one specific style. Certain style, Sean Porter's style, all over Broner uh, all night long, making Broner work. Broner's not—he's uh-huh. not the guy who's going to work, you know, for twelve rounds straight. Sean Porter mm-hmm. is. You know, you have guys like even Jesse Vargas who had a draw with Broner. Like he—he he, he won basically every early round, just distance fighting him, jabbing one two and just. Keeping things at a distance. Broner doesn't have, you know, really excessive feet to get to you. He he likes you, you know, he likes you to come to him also. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, so even Madonna, you know, Madonna, he, he, tough and rugged. You know, Broner withstood that. I mean, that that, sure. that is a legendary beating in the box. I mean, in mm-hmm. boxing ring, whatever. That was a legendary beating, and Broner stood mm-hmm. up to that. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, 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 I mean, you're not going to get rid of the guy. That that's for sure. I'm, I mean, yeah. just, so I mean, but certain things give you know him trouble, mainly busyness and length. Mhm. Mhm. Good. Yeah. Uh, that was my next question. Do you think he'll be able to stay out of trouble long enough to have the fight? Oh man. I mean, <laughs> who, right, who knows? <laughs> well, now we get to that point. Who knows? Let him stay out of Las Vegas for one thing. I mean, just, yeah, just true. but. I mean, yeah, right now, I, I mean, one thing with Broner, I don't anticipate him coming in three pounds heavy and messing his money up. Mm-mm. No. I don't see that. No. I mean, and, you know, for, for these guys, these guys haven't been earning money for several months. Right. I mean, they, they haven't, right. you know, there's nothing, you know, going on for So I'm imagining right. that, you know, yeah, he's not going to mess up because he needs to get paid. Sure. And this is sure. his profession. Yeah. Now, also this week they they announced uh, that uh, Anthony Joshua has a uh, has signed a fight to Pulev uh, in December. Um, Bob, you got any ideas on that one? No, sorry. Okay, how about Z? Yeah, uh, they, yeah, this is just a postponement. They they've been signed. Uh, and they actually, I think they were, thought they were scheduled, but you know, obviously the coronavirus uh, pushed it back. So they're, they're going to fight. Um, Pulev's a big guy, not bigger than Joshua. Joshua was a giant, mm-hmm. um, but Pulev's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Pulev, I, I think that um, he, he's just he's uh, he's a little past. It. He's a little mm-hmm. past it, and he he was he's also a. Maybe a B-ish level 
fighter. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for all it's worth, you know, I've, I've had my criticisms with Joshua before, but for what it's worth, I mean, he he's he's one of the top heavyweights. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, people could say they say you know he he lost to Ruiz, got knocked out, he he avenged their loss. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he, he got his title back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joshua, he he's a worthy adversary. I just don't think Pulev is. You know, I, I'm not sure if Pulev was ever that good enough to beat a Joshua. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, now Pulev's a big guy, and Joshua doesn't want Pulev just hitting on him. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Pulev. He, I mean, if he's going to hit on Joshua, Joshua's going to have problems. Pulev is mm-hmm. skilled, but mm-hmm. Pulev is not. I don't. I don't see him taking too much of what Joshua has. Josh, I mean, right. and, and Pulev will he, he will get hit. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bob, what do you think of uh, this uh, uh, social fight that's going on now with the two girls? Dude, the 115-pound featherweight chicks are beating the tar of each other. I love it. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm so distracted right now. I mean, uh, Soaz is doing better than I thought because Yoder's got better jits. Um, but I, yeah. what I think it's crack up with these 115-pounders, like, you know, they hit each other super hard, but then they just look at each other like shocked. Like, they don't really do any right. damage. There ain't no weight. There ain't no right. power behind any of that. I know their coaches hit yeah. them harder than that in practice. So, they're just smacking the tar at each other. But I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping Yoder gets, you know, gets a Jits win here in a minute. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. So, but, yeah, it looks yeah, fantastic. That uh, that back job that she tried to, that she's so famous for, uh, certainly didn't work in that first round. No, no, yeah, she jumped right on top of her back. But the thing is, you know, you got to have your hips a lot lower than that. These people, like, they, I, I've done that before. You get so, like, when I fought, uh, 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 I'm brain farting, um, John Matua, okay, big guy. I didn't see him at weigh-ins. He was late, you know, and he's coming in at 360, and I'm 212, all right? Ooh. So, like, I thought he was, like, a big steroid monster and stuff like that, you know, and I was, I was like, dang. And so when I saw him get, climbing the ring the next day, he, you know, he was a bit, uh, 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 overweight and he had a neck and I'm like, oh, I gotta choke him, gotta choke him, gotta choke him. Like, you know, what I mean? like I, you know, I like I didn't want him to hit me, you know. And then mm-hmm. so there was one point like I had we were clinched up and I, I I tried that same thing just to try jump around to get his neck and I slipped off, you know what I mean? Because um, oh, you get this thing thing in your head and then um, you know he got me on the ground and then threw a big bomb, but he, he you know his, his hand hit the ring uh, or the ring rope. And it never connected, oh. and I was able to escape. And then, you know, mm-hmm. and so once we got back up to our feet, you know, once we started boxing, like, he didn't hit me any harder than my coach did in practice. And so I got real comfortable mm-hmm. real quick, and it turned it into a stand-up fight and then whatever. But, um, yeah, you get this, you know, you kind of get this game plan in your head, you know, when you're going to do that, 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 that rear naked choke or, you know, take him from the back. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you're kind of you got these uh, blinders on, and when that 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 door opens, you kind of jump for it, and you usually jump too soon. So you got to go in there with a little bit more of an open game plan than just one a one-sided one attack kind of thing. But I've made that mistake mm-hmm. as well, so I'm not I'm not picking on anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I can't hey. imagine. I mean, like, like even like dealing with big guys are easier than me. I can't imagine having. To, to, to be 115 pounds and always having to deal with that speed, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that speed. When you, when you run into these guys, these light guys, it's just it's coming. It's, it's, they're just right. coming, and then the good ones, they're coming from different angles, and then the mm-hmm. foot movement. Oh man, that's that's just it's ridiculous. 
Right, it's just physics. I mean, the, 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 if you're smaller than me, you're faster. I can't outrun you. I can't outbox you. You know what I mean? You're going to be faster than me. I just hit a lot harder. You know what I mean? When I do connect, and so I've got the weight behind me. You know what I mean? So I've got to, yeah, I've got to set it up. So the weight advantage definitely makes a difference in all that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I much rather watch light, uh, light heavyweights, lightweight fight. Uh, women fight because women fight still with uh it's one thing you got to teach a man when you're first starting to fight is stop with emotion get out of the emotion mm-hmm. doesn't matter what he calls your mama yeah. doesn't matter call you you got to stay calm cool and collective mm-hmm. don't matter if you see off on your forehead or your or your button you gotta you gotta <laughs> you can't get upset you you gotta stay mm-hmm. right in that game you know but women come in like they just stole their purse you know, I mean, they come in with all that emotion, you know, and, and they're just pissed at each other. I just love watching it. It's so exciting. Zeke, <laughs> uh, um, the uh, Jorge Linares uh, uh, Javier Fortuna fight is off for uh, August 28th. Uh, it looks like uh, Linares is uh, uh, tested positive for corona. Um, do you think they'll they'll – Pull that fight for uh, Fortuna and, and uh, get him a, uh, a stand-in. Yeah, they should. They should. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that Linares is going through this, but you know, Fortuna, you still have to. You know, unfortunately, the show has to go on. And for mm-hmm. you know, this fight is more or less kind of to to fill Fortuna to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Now, uh, Linares isn't you know just. You know, easy material to build up on. I mean, he's he's a very very good fighter, but I mm-hmm. mean, this this is literally that that this is a, a hype thing for for Tuna. So they're gonna yeah they're mm-hmm. gonna keep you know he's a headliner, so they're gonna keep him you know they're sure. gonna keep the car going. Sure. Okay, and we get um, uh, looks like the uh, Canelo Alvarez September twelfth fight is uh, pretty unlikely at this time. Uh-huh. According to uh, all the rags I read, uh, the, um, the it's just not going to happen. But uh, the, the the one the other question I had, and, and we're getting back to the money thing, I'm, I'm sure. Eddie Hearn says that uh, he wants Tyson Fury uh, versus Wilder uh, canceled yeah. Um, and yeah, pushed back to the uh, till February of, of 2021. Um, all right, what, what's the what's the whole story behind that, Z? I, I I don't know, but I don't understand Eddie Hearn. He he's I'm, he doesn't promote either one, if I'm correct. Yeah. Uh, so he can want what he he, he can want what he wants. <laughs> I mean, he he doesn't <laughs> really have a yeah. he doesn't have a say <laughs> in, in, in any of that. So on one hand, he's gonna want he's he's gonna want stuff to happen because his interest is in Joshua. I mean, even the right. fighters in his own camp, they get slighted for Joshua. And he has mm-hmm. he has Dylan White in his camp. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. pretty good heavyweight. That he fought Joshua mm-hmm. once, he lost to Joshua. But Dylan White's been on essentially a tear since then. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and he's not getting any real recognition as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. As far and he, Because he's, he's promoted by Eddie Hearn. So, Eddie Hearn, I mean, he's going to want to, Interrupt the plans with Wilder and, and, and Fury because this man is, is is the odd one out. Wilder and Fury they they generated money fighting twice. Sure. Joshua, I mean, he didn't generate. I mean, he generates his own money, which is large. But right, you, you, it doesn't you, hurt. You're dealing with. 
Doesn't Hearn have oh, white? Yeah, Doesn't Hearn yeah, have he white? Yeah, he has Dylan White. Yeah, he so has Dylan White. What, and he, uh, sure, he's the mandatory. So that's why he's, he's running his mouth. And and, right. and Dylan White's been the mandatory, I think, for a, a yeah. little while. But I th- I'm pretty sure he's got some step aside money because Joshua's been fighting <laughs> everyone else except for him. So and so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that even within the stable, he's getting told that he's going to get his shot. He's going to get his shot and some step aside money. Here's you know take this fight here, take this fight, stay busy fight. Mm-hmm. But I mean I don't I don't know. He's White's been clamoring for Wilder too. He's really been clamoring for Wilder. Okay. I okay, can see them uh, pushing we... guys back to like 2021 because they want the uh, door money too. Yeah. You know, right now yeah, all you got is pay per view. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, because right. people are losing a lot on the gate. I mean, the gate's not going to pull as much as pay per view regardless, but the gate kind of helps pay for everything, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. what's killing the local shows. Or, look, that's why local boxing's not happening because you can't get right. any gate money in. That's that's how local promotions make their money, just basically off the gate. Right. Well, you, we know that um, uh, the raging uh, princess uh, uh, Michelle um, Tiferro has uh, she's she's tied in with uh, Russell Peltz um, to try and make some money, but they can't. Neither one of them can do anything because uh, the uh, arenas up in uh, Philly have been uh, been shut down by the state. So nobody's uh, nobody's doing anything there. Uh, speaking of the Philly fighter, our, our good friend uh, the new uh, keeps getting the a new. lot of press. Yeah, he keeps getting a lot of press, but uh, they, they don't seem to be moving towards his way for a for a fight. Um, now there, there was was something I saw uh, earlier in the week that said that uh, um, they think that uh, he may be too much for. Uh, uh, Spence, is it Spence? No. Uh, Crawford. Who was it? Uh, he was going to go for Crawford. Uh, Crawford. Pass Crawford. Yeah, uh, that uh, he could take Crawford, and that's why Crawford's people don't want uh, to make that fight. What do you think, Z? Um, th- I mean that that could be possible. <laughs> I mean, that could be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think also what plays a big part is right now raising not a lot of money. Right. There's there. there there's more money in other welterweights right now. Ray is a southpaw, uh, kind of long, and he beat Crawford before. I mean, that, I mean, in the amateurs, you know, they, it is what it is. Um, they're in the pros now. Crawford, you know, he, he has a better name right now. He, he's sort of a better resume to a certain extent, or a better named resume. He has higher names on his resume. But, I mean, you get, like, Ray, he might have, he Maybe dealing with like what Marvin Hagler had to deal with, but people mm-hmm. didn't want to. Marvin had to go everywhere to fight, you know, and he fought anybody because nobody really. None of the top guys wanted to see but, Marvin Hagler. He's a good sure. southpaw. I mean, he's a, he's a mm-hmm. good southpaw. Knows how to box outside. Knows how to fight inside. Good southpaw. Mm-hmm. That you know, a tough guy that you just don't want to. You know, mm-hmm. just, why do we see him? There are other guys, you know, with better names that we could say. You know that we mm-hmm. don't, have, you know, not as hard, not as tough guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, Ray might be dealing with that as far as that's concerned. But sure. I mean, it's 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 about money. And right now, Crawford's looking at Pacquiao. He's talking about Spence. And so he's talking about uh, basically Al Heyman's fighters because they're they're right now the top welterweight. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it, eventually, if you want a mega fight, 
you're going to really have to uh, for for Crawford, you're going to have to cross promote, and that I don't see that happening anytime soon, unless it's going to generate major major money. That's why everybody's calling Pacquiao because Pacquiao's a cash cow right now. He's a cash Great. cow in the welterweight position, so everybody wants to. Crawford's not generating that much money. Spence isn't generating mm-hmm. that much money. You know, right now Garcia, you know, Porter, Thurman, they they're not nobody's generating as much money as Pacquiao. So mm-hmm. Okay. And I guess our last one here would be uh Tiafino Laura Lopez versus uh Vasily Lomachenko in uh, <laughs> uh October third. Uh what's your thoughts on that one? Um I'm I'm gonna use I'm I'm gonna go to to a Muay Thai reference to a certain extent. You kill a plant leg. And people in boxing, that's essentially what Lomachenko does. You plant your plant leg to him, he's a southpaw and Lopez is orthodox. He plants that left plant foot. As soon as that left plant foot goes down, Lomachenko's his his right foot is going right around. It's going right on the outside. Every time he he's a guy who, and 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 just watching him, he watches your feet. He pays attention to your feet just as much as your arms. Mm-hmm. He pays attention. So I mean, the guy is has a sense of heightened awareness. Because I mean, just because he's not looking, he's he's studying, he's moving, he, you know, he's working busy, he's fainting, but his foot movement. Mm-hmm. He's, he's 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 playing a foot game with you. Lopez mm-hmm. plants hard, throws hard. Tries to throw and try, throws punches and doubles and triples, but I mean against Lomachenko that's gonna be hard. Lomachenko doesn't want Lopez hitting on him, but it's not easy. First of all, it's not easy to hit Lomachenko, especially without getting hit back. He's a very good counter puncher. Um, here's the problem with Lomachenko. Here's his, his weakness to me: <laughs> total defense. He's not a total defensive fighter. If you throw a fuselage at him, mm-hmm. he's going to either move on you or he's going to put his high mm-hmm. guard up and go straight back. Mm-hmm. And if a guy, theoretically, a guy could make him do that a lot. If, if the guy is busy enough and he was well enough aware with his own feet, then he could push Lomachenko back, have him going straight back a lot in the fight, have him just kind of playing that high guard defense quite a bit. Uh, Lomachenko, to me, lost, not didn't lose. Um, well, he went over to England, and who's a tall mm-hmm. guy? Before? But I thought that fight was a draw. Mm-hmm. I thought that fight was a draw. Um, so Lomachenko, yes, I've seen guys compete with him. Well, I've seen that guy compete with Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. I forget the English guy's name. Forgive me. But I've seen him compete well with Lomachenko. Uh, mm-hmm. Pedraza didn't do bad against Lomachenko. Shoot, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about him. Uh, Jorge Linares was doing very well against Lomachenko until he got stopped. So, I mean, mm-hmm. guys can compete with him. It's not, you know, beyond the realm of, of you know, not, you know, how, just dominate. He's not going to just dominate everybody. Um, but with Terrafimo, I'm not sure if Terrafimo's ready. He hasn't seen what Lomachenko has seen. He's not as experienced as Lomachenko, period. So, I mean, I, Lomachenko, he's older, but he's not. I, I haven't. I don't see him on a down slide yet. So I got. I really kind of have to go with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, hey, Bob, uh, I don't know if you saw two, uh, Bellator two forty three, but uh, 
Crawford put a, uh, a sleeper hold on uh, Benson Henderson and just took him right out. Ooh. I heard about that. that yeah, a, I didn't see it, yeah. Was this, and was that's, this and a, that's, a surprise? That's tough to do. Yeah, yeah. Was was I mean Ben Benson's a black belt, you know what I mean? So so yeah. I mean I didn't see it. I heard about that. So the fact that you got Benson down and got a you know uh a still got him I mean uh dang it, you know, well played, well played. But again, Benson right. is in and I hate to admit this, but man, age, those numbers, man, mm. every year mm. stuff starts going down and and mm. it's just not as good. You know, um mm-hmm. things change, you know, so um, again, it's it, the, 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 these younger guys are so flipping athletic anymore. You know, now mm. it's, it's MMA, you know, where back in the day you could have been the better boxer, the better wrestler, the better jits guy, the better sambo, the better whatever. You, you could have had a niche. And everyone's cross-training anymore. And these guys, mm. they, they just got they, they, the endurance for days. And, and mm. they're coming in. And, and you know, now experience-wise, like in you give me like back in the day, you know. I mean, I was I was still I was in the the thirty minute round. You know, two guys enter, one guy leave. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was fighting, you know, tournament style. I was in the last tournament style, of the UFC mm-hmm. seventeen, where you had to fight several mm-hmm. times in one night. You know, I was used mm-hmm. to fighting, you know, thirty minute rounds. You know, and it might be mm-hmm. one, two, three guys that night. You know, to go all the way to the mm-hmm. championship. Mm-hmm. So in time, my experience will get you because I'm too stupid to quit. But but if you're just giving <laughs> me three fives. You know these young guys. I can't keep up with these young guys. I gotta wear you down. I gotta, I gotta, you know, and, and so I can't keep up with these, you know. Right. And, and that's the thing with this this new sport. I mean, these guys are coming out and they're just explosive for 15 minutes or five. Mm-hmm. Get a minute rest and a minute rest. I mean, people don't think that's a lot, but it's but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I right, and and just before we close out here, what? Uh, what's your thoughts? Was that a good bout? I mean, it was a good bout, but w- did you uh, agree with the uh, with the call on that uh, this last fight? Um, I, I don't. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, Sousa got it right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think she was a little bit more aggressive. I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, I was gonna, you know, jump in a little while ago, a couple fights ago, uh, a guy stopped. Because he got a groin shot, all right, and oh. and uh, you know, and so in, you get you get kicked in the cup, you get up to five minutes, you know what I mean, to take a rest. So usually when dudes do that, that's that's uh, kind of taking a break because I've I've fought in the valley mm-hmm. too, where it's lethal. I've been I've been needing the groin more times in one mm-hmm. a thirty minute fight than most people have their whole life. And granted, I'm not oh. saying it's fun, and it makes you feel sick, mm-hmm. and it makes you feel ill. Mm-hmm. But when when they don't mm-hmm. make it illegal. Like, you have to fight through it. So watching these guys take that time for that five minutes, they're just taking a break. You know what I mean? You you can sure. fight through that. But this is the first sure. girl fight that ever got stopped for a coochie kick. Like, because they, they yeah. gave her a coochie oh. break. She got kicked in the coochie. You know what I mean? So yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. But um, <laughs> I'd never seen that, you know. <laughs> you know, where where some sort of protection? I don't know. I don't know how to stop that. You know, I never thought of it. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm not saying I'm not taking anything. It was a good fight. Um, I probably would have went the other way. Um, Susan was, you know, uh, she was, you know, she got that takedown right at the very end. Right. I think she was right. planning that. Um, I think uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, the other girl was so focused on trying to take her back 
and trying to get in there and do that one style of fighting to do it for her one yeah. Her, uh, like round, Ronda Rousey had her one style, but she would go out, she would box you, get the clinch, and she would have that forward arm throw. She would just toss you over your, your ass over tea kettle. So and, and so mm-hmm. you couldn't avoid that. But a lot of these other people like trying to jump back or pull guard. They've got you know they didn't have that judo toss that really dazes you once you smack the ground real hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they, that buys you that half a second to put on the arm bar or whatever because once you get smacked on the ground like. It takes you a second uh, to figure out where you're at. Happens so quick. Mm-hmm. So this fight, you know, she got that takedown right at the end. I'd say the striking wise, that would have went the other way. So I don't know. You know, split decision. I, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah. again. It, it, you know, Z will probably jump in on this. You, as a fighter, if you don't want it to go to the judges, you just don't. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're coming in someone's backyard. You, you know, you just can't allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you you train to determine the outcome of your fight. You don't you yeah. don't train to to have other people you know say that you won. You you train so that you know you win. It's simple right. as that. But the the object of of fighting, and I say this time and time, is to incapacitate the other human being as efficiently and usually as fast as possible. The longer a fight goes on, the more the the, the more damage the fighters accumulate the more, you know, threat to your overall health. Every second, every split second, the fight goes on. A guy, Mike Tyson's knocked plenty of guys out. None of these guys, have, you know, are, are, you know, have, take, have taken a major beating from him. I mean, he's knocked them out in the first round, and that's it. These guys went to sleep. They woke up. They got paid. They're good. It's the guys in there getting beat up for 15 rounds. And mm-hmm. sometimes you can't tell which one it is. You can't mm-hmm. sometimes they're both yeah, beating I, each other, or it, you just don't know which one is it, taking it worse. But you know right. that's the that's the thing. So when you if train and when you distance, fight, mm-hmm. oh, oh, so go ahead. No, no if it goes right. the distance, there's not really a winner. Like you're both beat mm-hmm. the tar. It's just somebody got paid more. Yes. You, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's those right. quick fights. Those quick, you know, over in the first round, quick crisp knockout. You know what I mean? Or a quick submission. You know, that kind of thing. When you're in and out in less than a minute or under five, you know what I mean? That's that's a good fight. When you're not, you know, you got to go home and get stitches. And a lot of these guys, people don't understand, you know, they, they don't got medical coverage. You know, UFC and boxing is a chance for low-income dudes to fight their way to the top, literally and figuratively. Okay? So, so and, and that's, that was kind of my ride. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have a whole lot of chances coming out of high school. I didn't have anything. I just kind of had like a... A man crush on Bruce Lee thought that stuff was neat, thought I'd get involved, you know what I mean, try it out, you know what I mean, and then I ended up doing pretty good as a big guy, you know, so so it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it, it was just, it was, somebody opened a door for me, like, hey, you keep doing what you're doing, we're going to pay you and send you around the world, uh, I'm in, okay, so, so. You know, I, I would I would have still jumped at somebody. Hey, we're going to throw you to four years of college. I'm in. Like, you give me an yeah. opportunity, I'm going to take it. I'm going to try. Yeah. You know. Sure. But uh, sure. yeah. So so money is a drive and all that kind of other stuff. But yeah. So um, yeah. Anyway. Hey, well, uh, we're right up against our time here, Bob. I hope you had the rest of your trip is uh, is successful. I hope uh, they get your truck fixed and uh, you know, for God's sake, uh, at least give you a new one. 
Oh, All right, well, you know, something, you know, I'm even looking at like you know, like a tra- a haul transporter, somebody that drives across country, but the thing is, I got the truck, trailer, the Harley, the Harley's in the back of the right. truck. Like I was set up for Sturgis, didn't even make Sturgis. My buddies kept calling me like, "You coming?" I'm like, just watching the time slip away. I'm like, how far can I drive and how long the time? You know what I mean? And then when they got up to like. When they chew, you know chewed up five days, I'm like, man, I I can't do this. You know, what I mean, I gotta at some point. You know, I, I'm not known for making good decisions, so but at some point, you know, oh, I wow. had to listen. <laughs> I had to listen, yeah. you know, to, to everyone telling me like, yeah, it's just not worth it. You know what I mean? Just leave it to them. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. What, we'll see you next week and uh, have a safe trip uh, to the West All Coast. Right. Sounds uh, good, guys. Thank you. All right, thanks, 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 thanks for letting us have you talk for a long time. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. I'll talk to you next hey. week. All right, bye-bye. Okay. Z? Oh, another wonderful show. Another wonderful show. I want to thank Bob. I want to thank you, Butch, all of my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely a memory of Bob and Coach Mel. And anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Sure. Uh, please, we uh, uh, thank Z uh, and Bob for coming on tonight. It's uh, always a pleasure. It's the highlight of my week uh, to sit and talk to you guys, and um, it's it's really a lot of fun. And, and I appreciate everything you guys do, all the preparation you do. Um, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, the men and women police and fire services, and also the men and women who are on the front line of COVID, the doctors, the nurses, the CNAs, and the auxiliary uh, staff. Um, please, when you're out there and you see somebody that uh, may be in, in that group grouping, please uh, acknowledge them. Let them know that you know they're there. These programs are de- dedicated definitely to Coach, uh, Coach Mel and Bob and to the men and women that have uh, passed on in the line of duty, Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap. Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henler, Lieutenant Mike Zerber, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Onafa Crispin, Lakeland PD, Chief Al Hogo, Longbow Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant Mike Godwin, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department. Deputy, Je- Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy uh, Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman Robert Jermaine Winnemere, Florida Police Department. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Uh, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department. Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Cotlop. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Delaware State Trooper Sergeant Rodney Bond. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Ardeth Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. FTLE Special Inspector Vinnie Galaccio. Delaware State Trooper Corporal Stephen Boward. Kissimmee Patrol Officer Matt Baxter. Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Bill Gentry, Highland County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Clay Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Natalie Corona, L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Abel Rodriguez, Pasco County Sheriff's Department. Officer Bob McKetchen, 
Biloxi, Kentucky Police Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, and sometime will be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the may roads, rise, roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.